Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, and my fellow nerd, Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going swell. And Jared Wackerly producing. Hello. And Matt Steck at home with explosive diarrhea. <laughs> Uh, of the mouth. Poor yeah, guy. he's not feeling too good. Had his birthday uh, the other day, and uh, yeah, now he's sick. Sick and tired yeah. of getting old. Well, I feel that. Looks better than me, at least. Uh, most, most people. Yeah. I guess. I'm glad he's sick. <laughs> you deserve it. Take that. Take that. Uh, <laughs> we're back talking. Uh, so we're gonna, this week and next week, we're going to give our, our top 12 positional players, right? Like who going do we into think the season is going to be top 12 this show. We're going to cover running backs, nerd herd show. We're going to cover quarterbacks next week, wide receivers, and then tight ends. Right. Uh, we're going to cover that. Um, who do we just think is going to finish as the wide receiver ones, running back ones. Then we're going to do our bold prediction show. That's always a fun. It's a favorite, uh, a classic miss. We're going to miss show. You know, <laughs> if you get like two of those, you're like, I did so good on my bold predictions. Yeah, but they're fun. It's like it's you know it's it's kind of going out there like, hey, I think this guy has a path to do this, right? Sure. Like Gus Edwards is now says on the pup. Like there's a path for J.K. Dobbins to be a running back one. I remember one of mine last year, and it was like so close yet so far. I had Robert Woods finishes as a top five receiver, so close but so far. A it was, uh, it was Cooper Cup. He crushed. Yeah, Picked the wrong move. receiver. More than crushed. More than crushed. Yeah. So had I had I gone with the other receiver, would have had it. So yeah, and then guess what? After that, it's kickoff season. Then we're <sighs> in wait. season mode. It's always like those shows are like they're fun. I'm talking about everybody gets hurt every single week. Oh my uh, we're at. But you know, it's, it's war of full, nutrition. It's full. Of, <laughs> <laughs> it's for it's full of like you know like buys and sells. It's just in season such a uh, a bull rush of buys and sells. It is in it, dynasty. Well, and and last year at this point. We had already lost a bunch of key players. I mean, we had already had Dobbins, uh, Akers, and I think ETN had already gone down yeah. at this point, too. Yep. By week two, we had lost all those guys already. So uh, I don't want to jinx it and say, like, oh, we're doing it's, good. But, we are doing good. But we are so doing far. good We haven't so lost far. any major star yet. We haven't. So and now sure we're going to lose, like, four this week. This week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so that, that's exciting. And, Sorry, you know, listen, NFL. it's it's – in season, like it's so hard to get these twenty three first. It's so hard to get them. It's right. been hard to get them for eighteen months almost. So it's gonna be an exciting year, you know. Approaching one of the bigger draft classes, you know, we, we've been spoiled rotten with these draft classes yeah, lately. But this should be a really massive draft class. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Aren't yeah. they all fun? Oh, dude! I can't. every year as the season gets closer, I'm like. I think this is the most excited I've ever been. It's not. I'm just as excited every year, but it just that anticipation builds up. And there's all those like key players, your my guys, your sleepers that you're like yeah. really wanting to see hit. And you're, you're watching like Hawk and half of them, you know, disappoint. And it's, it, it's the cycle of, of, of fantasy. We're going to enter our ninth season doing the Dynasty Nerds podcast. Holy cow. Ninth season. So after 23 classes, we enter our 10th fourth year. one. So I've been around for almost half now. Okay, almost. You're, look, you're you're establishing yourself. Established. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you're coming here. It'd be weird. Yeah, it's been so long since you haven't been here. It, the first day you came. Um, that's right. So before we get into that, you know, and of course with our bonus episode, we have a good football code going on uh, for the Dynasty Nerds Nerd Hurt. The code is football. Uh, before the season gets kicks off, fifteen percent off 
DynastyNerds.com. We got all kinds of fun stuff up there. Uh, film rooms that start being updated here in the next month or so. I literally cut a player today. Nice. Yes. Out of all 22 Ooh. film in there. Tank Bigsby. Okay. Yep. Against Utah. So it was their uh, bowl game. And Dynasty GM, which is about to get a major facelift. Like we were, had a big meeting last night going over the GM. What's what's getting added? Uh, it's gonna be a slow rollout, but what the yeah. initial rollout's gonna be real nice too. Updated. Everything's going to an app as well. And people have been asking for that for years, basically since it came out. If you have the mock draft app, you already have it. You have the app. It's yeah. gonna be updated so on there. That's exciting. Like we'll be the first, Super like exciting. almost entire Dynasty integrated website, podcast, everything on an app, which is great. And, uh, you know, trying to really come out with some new algorithms to really narrow down the player values, mm-hmm. to update the trade calculator, trying to make it one of the best in the business. A lot of stuff going on here behind the scenes. So we're excited. Uh, almost excited about our friends over at Prize Picks. What I'm excited about Prize Picks is the season's about to kick off. And yes, you know, Prize Picks is a prop bet site where you can make bets on two to five players, not bets, but like prop bets, at least, on over and unders of players uh, of what they will or what they will not do. And, of course, they have soccer, they have football, they have baseball. But well, we love football, right? So, like, right. I'm really excited about some of these over-unders in the NFL. So, I can start getting some real good action. Uh, I'm going to New York this week. I'm going to make a couple future bets uh, myself on prize picks. I'm real excited. I'll come back next week and tell you what those bets were. Um, I, probably every bet we talked about last week, those were all locks. Probably making those. I got that, I got that video. I wonder if they've changed at all, if those lines have moved. Christian McCaffrey over under 925 and a half over. Yeah. I'll take the over on that for sure. I mean, what is Chuba Hubbard going to cut into that? No, No. 925 yards in healthy. I'll take the rushing yards. over. Saquon Barkley is at 875 and a half over. Over. Yeah. Over. Liking these. I mean, but again, running backs, you're always risking injury, Uh, but like you're not, you can't bet the injury. I'm going to take the over on that as well. If you're a guy like us, we, we, we like to root for these players. So just are, we're going to like lean towards the overs more often than not. But I was listening to somebody talking about the difference, uh, how you can take advantage of the differences in like the different sports books. So like right now, DraftKings, I believe it is their over unders on like rushing yards and passing yards and stuff like that is about 10 or so percent higher than than prediction strike so price price picks. or sorry price picks so if you're if you're a guy that likes to compare and, and go through that arbitrage a lot of people do that yeah, yeah. so 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 yeah price yeah. picks is a great place i'm not gonna lie that. a lot of these over unders they're all we're taking over we've given you six over the last two weeks on overs on price picks you can go in here and bet all six to win big time up to 10 times your money and then go in there and kind of mix it up right kind of it's like your dfs lineup like okay this is a lock. I'm going to mix it with this lock and this lock and then mix yeah. them up and then come away like super rich. And like we'll celebrate on your yacht. You know what I mean? Like, let, hey. let's do this together. Prize picks. Get on there. Use the promo code nerds. They're going to give you a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. So you're, you're going to gamble with free money right out the gate. And on top Just of that, we're still currently giving away up until the season starts. These fresh dynasty nerds t-shirts, the most comfortable t-shirt in the world. I'm rocking the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, you're rocking the Steelers right, right now. You have to make a bet. So you have to you have to fill in the promo code nerds and you have to make a bet. And then we will verify your email address. Fill out the form in the show notes of the podcast. You just click the link and uh, fill out your information. We'll get the shirt shipped out as soon as we verify it. I shipped out uh, easy easy. I shipped out a whole bunch yesterday. Did you? Yeah. So Thanks. they're gonna they're becoming your way. And it's such a good way to get listen, it's a good way to get some sweet gear. It's a good way to make some good cash. It's a good way to support our pot sponsors. Did you do it or did you send Ashley to the USPS again? Uh, I've never sent her to USPS. <laughs> I always go there and just wait. I know the guy is by first name. Let me tell you that. She's, she always tells me, like, why don't you buy the thing that makes the printers? 
uh, the label is for you in the shipping. And I'm like, yeah, everybody says it to me, but now I've been doing it so long. Uh, That's your buddy one. now. You I guys are friends. One. I should just give you one. <laughs> yeah, I do need one. It would help me out a ton. It's like, but then I was like, they got to learn new technology. That's like, true. That's not Never my mind. bag. Yeah, no, we that's, don't want you doing not, that. No, it would save me so much time. It would save me so much time. So much. Uh, but in the meantime, running backs, jump on there. Let's jump into our jump top on it. 12 running backs. Get the prize picks. Make that bet. Get some dice and nerds.com action promo code football too. Um, Let's get into our top 12. How do you want to go about... Uh, why don't you, why so don't we have no idea who's to, who we have in the top 12. We're flying blind here. Uh, I'm curious to see how many we have in common and, you know, roughly where they're at. Because you said you did not have a hard time with yours, right? I I mean, there's guys I wanted to sneak in. I had course. a very difficult time. I have switched... And I'm the, sorry. This is for the season, right? This is for this season. season. 2022 yeah. season. Not, These are not dynasty long-term. This is like this almost is like, like a redraft, redraft. show. Okay. It is. It Look is. Look at us, redraft guys. Look at that, redraft narrative. Look out, Matthew Barry. Ah, got him. Uh, but I had a really difficult time. I switched out the number 12 player like five times. I got my guy in at 12. I got my guy in at 12, too. I just so. think he's... There's, I don't know how he does not finish as a running back one. So you want to give me your, my whole top 12 uh, at the gate? Let, give me your top three, and then I'll give you my top three. Ooh, let's see how to sneak our way. start at 12 and work way back. Yeah. No, because that's easy. Because right. then you know for sure yeah, who's going to be The mystery's at the bottom. The top's the easy. I had an easy part of the top. I was just kind of putting one, at, one against the other. Fine. Yeah. All right, here's my <laughs> top three. Are you ready? All right. Number one, Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Number two, Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Number three, Austin Eckler. Okay. We have two of the same top three. Okay. Can I guess uh, yours? Yes. Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry. Close. So I actually did end up going Christian McCaffrey over Jonathan Taylor. Me too. Uh, which is not fantasy pro. So I also do uh, redraft rankings, draft rankings for fantasy pros every year, do the contest and all that stuff. And, and I've, I've never been like a top 10 guy, but I'm always in that like, you know, top quarter, top third of the ranking. So I usually do pretty well. I'm always in the top million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, not the last guy. Not last. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I ended up going Christian McCaffrey at one. Jonathan Taylor is actually consensus one on there right now. But I went McCaffrey, then Taylor. Then I had Dalvin Cook at number three. Okay. Uh, I'm intrigued by the Vikings offense this year. I think it's going to mean a lot of good things, uh, a lot of pass catching opportunities for Dalvin Cook. So uh, I went with him at three. Okay. I have I have Dalvin Cook a little bit lower. Okay. Not much. Uh, that's kind of where I have Austin Eckler. So we might have to debate Dalvin Cook versus Austin Eckler. I'm fair to do that. Let's start at the top. Obviously, we both have Christian McCaffrey here. Mm-hmm. Uh, finished last year as running back 38. He played only played in seven games. Averaged 18.3 points per game, which is good for number five overall amongst running backs. I mean, this is somebody, we saw his carries come down a little bit last year, a little bit, uh, just a little bit. So McCaffrey averaging his 18.3 points last year wasn't, you know, what we're used to seeing, where he's averaging 25, 27 points per game. Uh but still, this is one of the number one PPR running backs. He's a clear three-down running back in Carolina. We're talking about a better Carolina where the offensive line's still not great, but Baker Mayfield's coming in. Mm-hmm. He'll be the best quarterback they've had there since Cam Newton in his prime. Uh, no offense to anybody else, but Cam, you know, Baker's going to come in there and help a little bit. TJ Moore uh, is going to help a little bit. Uh, Robbie, Robbie Anderson's going to help a little bit out there. So Christian McCaffrey will still be the centerpiece of this offense. For sure. The Panthers offense will move as Christian McCaffrey, you know, moves them. And they bring in Deontay Foreman, who looked pretty good, you know, last Solid year. Back. They yep. kind of take a little bit of that in between the tackles. Uh, uh, 
rushes off of Christian McCaffrey, but he's going to come in. We saw uh, that he was averaging right around 23, 24 touches a game last year, which is pretty solid. It's not that 30 carries. But the big thing here is we're going to see predominantly in this list as well, it's PPR running backs, right? Yep. Those are the guys that score a ton of points. And over the time, you know, a Hall of Fame-style running back is Christian McCaffrey. And it's hard to, for me to ever not pick Christian McCaffrey when he's 28 and under, not to be the number one overall fantasy f- football running back for how efficient he is in his route running, mm-hmm. his hands, and after the catch ability. So as much as Jonathan Taylor, I love him. I love how probably the safest running back in this draft this year the take. I would agree with that. With all this talk, and I know he, I know he showed us in a big way that he's viable in the passing game. How much they're talking up Naheem Hines? How much they paid Naheem Hines in the past as well? I think they're they will use him enough just to eat in Jonathan Taylor's pass catching uh, sessions here or his overall receptions to give Christian McCaffrey the crown if they're healthy. And obviously, we're yeah. talking about all these guys if they're healthy for seventeen games. Yeah, and and the thing with Jonathan Taylor. He had a fantastic year last year, and I don't want to take anything away from from him. We know that I've I've been a fan of his, so I, I'm not knocking him. But he did have one of the lowest point totals for a number one run, the number one overall running back that we've had in recent memory. Um, so typically, we're looking at a higher points per game than Jonathan Taylor was giving us. But we just had so many injuries last year, guys like Christian McCaffrey, Derek uh, Henry, that would have been competing with him for the top spot no longer were able to. So he, he just kind of got it by default uh, when it was all said and done. Still young, still a stud, still love Jonathan Taylor. And I would easily, easily have Jonathan Taylor over him in uh, in dynasty purposes. But for for just this season, I think the pass catching, and, and in some ways, yes, I know it hurts Christian McCaffrey that he has a poor offensive line. But it, for a receiving game, that helps because Baker Mayfield has to dump it off. He has to give him the football and let him do what he's going to do with it. So in, in those purposes, that actually helps his fantasy value a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's it's a very good point as well with the offensive line. And we don't really care about how big of a hole they're creating because that's not his... That's not where he, he shines. No. Is in between the tackles. I don't but, think he'll ever get over 1,200 yards rushing. I don't think he ever will. Probably not, no. But what's good about Christian McCaffrey as well over some of these guys is when it comes to these, like, you know, where we love their pass catching ability above all else, he's he's one of the better in between the tackles run. Sure, right? he's, like, he's solid. It's not that he's a detriment in there. I mean, he's way better than, like, DeAndre, DeAndre Swift between the tackles, let's say. Yeah. Um. So for me, this was... It wasn't even really that hard for me. Like mm-hmm. I know, I know Jonathan Taylor's consensus in redraft, but for me, Christian McCaffrey was an easy pick. It, it's the upside of our ability, and that's where I was looking at for my entire list of these twelve guys. Is one who's a three down running back, right? Like, where's the path to be that running back one? You got to be in the field. You got to get the touches. It's 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 like any other position. You got to get the opportunity to produce. Mm-hmm. So three down running backs obviously had the clearest path to be a running back one. Now amongst those guys. You know, to be a three-hour back, who's catching the ball a ton? That that's that's where you find your bread and butter. You will look in year in, year out. Guys like JD McKissick, Naheem Hines, running backs along those lines that are strictly PPR guys. That's that's it. They're third mm-hmm. down running backs for the most part. They find their way into this running back one at the end of the year. There's always one of those guys because if you catch 70 footballs as a running back yeah. and you're getting about 700 yards on the season, that alone will push you to a running back one. Right. So for me, Christian McCaffrey is the best. You agree. I agree. He's your running back at one as well. We both have Jonathan Taylor at number two, uh, a, a fantastic runner. Uh, 
viable in the passing game. Again, I, I mentioned my concerns about Naheem Hines. Still a very good offensive line. Right. Uh, anytime you run behind a guy like Quentin Nelson, you're going to be in a really good position. Right. So Jonathan Taylor, probably the safest running back in my eyes on this list here. Great offensive line. Uh, is it's he's not at you know Nick Chubb territory as far as pass catching like he still catches quite a few passes he's still going to be on the field a lot and they gave him a boost in the quarterback department uh, so they're not going hopefully and a lot of it has to do with um, you know what personnel they have on the field and things like that but uh, you know that the safeties are, are are coming in on third and short and and things like that the the guys are, are anticipating Jonathan Taylor just getting the ball that'll open things up now that Matt Ryan's there Michael Pittman Jr. is another year older so that should open things up for him a little bit but uh, there just was enough of uh, a ceiling on some of these things that I think there's just really no ceiling on Christian McCaffrey at all. Um, and I think that was just the, the little bit I needed to put McCaffrey above Jonathan Taylor. And I think I like how you did mention that Matt Ryan will make it a little bit easier yeah, mm-hmm. on him because the defense can't just strictly focus on stacking the boxer. When you have a guy like Michael Pittman, who I think is ready to take a big step oh, forward into the fantasy football relevance space here. Um, we'll see if, whether it's Alec Pierce who opens a big deep threat there. Paris Campbell, really shifty route runner. Mo Alley Cox, extremely athletic there. And then, of course, Massive. Naheem Hines as well, who's a very, very good pass catcher running back. So, Jonathan Taylor, not a lot to go there. So, now, number three. Number three. I had Austin Eckler and you have Dalvin Cook. And to me, that's not enough to say you're wrong, right. you're right. Because Dalvin Cook, for me, it's like, where I didn't I don't understand where I wanted to put him as well. Because we're talking about a running back that outside of last year where he played in 13 games last year, ended up as running back 16, was running back number 11 overall on a points-per-game basis at 15.9. But 2020 and 2019, running back two overall. A true three-down running back. Uh, I know the Dynasty community loves Alexander Madison. And the reason you love Alexander Madison is because he produces when he gets the opportunity. Mm Mm-hmm. For the most part, it's Alex, it's Dalvin Cook. And I know the new coaching staff, Kevin O'Connell, came out this year and said, hey, like we don't want to take Dalvin Cook off the field. Right. So like the Alexander Madison usage there looks like it's going to take a, a, a slight step back and really open opportunity for Ty Chandler in 2023 as yes. well. And yes, I, I love what they're doing. I love a Kirk Cousins. I love a healthy Adam Thielen. I love Justin Jefferson to help Dalvin Cook. But it just came down to me with Austin Eckler for me mm-hmm. is, again, the pass catching ability. Austin Eckler, as much as I love that offense in Minnesota, I love that offense in L.A. way more. Mm-hmm. You know, with Mike Williams, with Keen Allen, with whoever, you know, Gerald Everett, tight end, whatever. I don't even care about the tight end. But, Don, you know, even Justin Josh Palmer at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And then Austin Eckler being a running back who could run between the tackles, but, again, dominates in the passing game. Justin Herbert, they're going to utilize him there because he does excel there. Every single year, he was running back number two overall last year, playing 16 mm-hmm. games, was number three overall, averaging 21.5 points per game on a per-game basis last year. Has a really good offensive line there as well. Does, Has absolutely. a premier quarterback, so the defense cannot stack the back box against him. Um, their offensive line, like I said, it, it, it's fantastic. So, for me, it was the PPR difference. Is, is Alvin Cook viable there? Yeah, but... He's not as viable as Austin Eckler. And I think, I mean, Dalvin Cook was the number one running back overall. It's not going to shock anybody. No, no. He's been a top five guy before. I think the the thing for me, 
Uh, these guys are kind of on the opposite ends of touchdown variants last year. Dalvin Cook, his lowest touchdown total in years as far as rushing touchdowns. He only had six last year where yeah. he was 12 and 13 the years before that. Whereas Austin Eckler was never a guy that scored many touchdowns. That was never a big part of his game. He had 12 rushing touchdowns last year. They bring in Isaiah Speller. I think that's the guy that they've been looking for for a while for that in between the tackles. Not that they won't ever use Austin Eckler there, but I think they want to take some of those hits off of Austin Eckler and use him as the weapon that he is, which he's still going to get tons of points because of the receptions. I just think he's going to lose some. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if those touchdown numbers flipped. You know, if Dalvin Cook had 12 rushing touchdowns this year and Austin Eckler had six rushing touchdowns this year, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. So that's kind of the reason for that for me. So with the AFC West for how powerful that division is, yeah. you know, arguably the best in football with a lot of close games coming down the end of the game. So hurry off offenses before the half. And at the end of the games, it's going to put Austin Eckler in some really good positions to get a lot of these dump off passes from a guy right. like Justin Herbert, who again, who when you got to have Mike Williams and it, you know definitely when you're trying to get downfield quick and you got Josh Palmer out there as well, who's had an excellent camp. I put a tweet out there; he's a great dynasty buy right now. Mm -hmm. um, player we were talking about last year looked really good. And Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, to spread that offense out, open up and open up the middle for a guy like Austin Eckler. Yeah. Here's a pass; he's going to get you six yards. Quick, hurry up, let's go again. I think Austin Eckler is primed again because of the offense. He's in an opportunity he will be in to just dominate those reception points again. You know, yeah. same thing what I love about Christian McCaffrey. Like these running backs always find themselves at the top, you know, if they can stay healthy because they catch so many footballs. And their rushing, their rushing games are just little like sprinkles on top, right? Like we need Dalvin Cook to dominate the ground, which we know he can do. Right. But to me, he's not even the best on the ground runner in the NFL. Like he's not even up there on there, right? Like, I I would say he's top five. Oh, I'm not gonna argue that. Yeah. I'm not gonna argue that. But top five, like Nick Chubb is arguably the best sure runner Derek of the football Henry, right up there as and, well. Yeah, Derrick Henry number two, Jonathan Taylor number three, or however Somewhere you want to like put that. those no. top three. Like no. we can agree that Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, and uh, Derrick Henry are the best pure runners. Best pure runners in the NFL. I'm, I don't have Nick Chubb in my top twelve. I ended up not getting him in either. I, him in. I, I, I tried. He was one of the ones I was talking about that I was I, for a second. He was in there, but the fact that Kareem hunt is still a part of this team, there was rumors he could be traded. Had he been traded easily would have had him in my top 12 easily, but with him, with him, not it's, it's tough. And would it shock me if he ended up being running back 10, like he's done, you know, often uh, it wouldn't shock me in the least on a per game basis. He's always very, very solid, but there's just, there's just a, a lower ceiling for a guy like Nick Chubb and uh, assuming health from these guys. And that's kind of what's propelled him into the top 10, top eight before was other guys getting hurt. So if he stays healthy, he'll probably get in there, but it's just a question of who gets hurt to, to not be in there. Yeah, I, I thought about Nick Chubb just because with the Jac Jacoby Brissett starting 11 games, like they're going to run this mm -hmm. ton out of the ball. For sure. And, and all the talk here in Cleveland is, even though Kareem Hunt is you know dissatisfied with his contract and kind of had that two-day hold in, they're going to use him a ton too and put him in position to get a big contract next year for somebody else because mm -hmm. they love his talent. So who do you have? So you had, you had at number three, Dalvin Cook. Correct. Uh, I had Dalvin Cook at number five. Okay. Who do you have at four? All right, so four, five, six for me. Give me your four, five, six. I'll give you my four, five, six. All right, four, five, six for me. I had at four, I had Derrick Henry. Me too. At five, I had Joe Mixon. And then at six, I had Austin Eckler, who we talked about just a second ago. Okay. At four, I had Derrick Henry. Okay. At five, I had Dalvin Cook. At number six, I had Najee Harris. Okay. 
Where did uh, where Joe Mixon end up for you? Joe Mixon ended up at running back number eleven. Ooh, here's a, and here's why. Okay, yeah, because I'm curious about this. I love that they upgrade the offensive line there in Cincinnati. I love by a lot. Yeah, by a lot. I love that they bring Hayden Hurst in at tight end. Mm-hmm. I love that the receiving core is arguably the best receiving core in the NFL with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. I love everything they did. Mm-hmm. The only thing that really concerned me, and I know how to look at this with Joe Mixon, was where you know he finishes running back four overall last year in 16 games. Average 18 points again. Good for number seven overall. Um, again, a running back that really benefited from being healthy all year long. Mm-hmm. Was... I loved what he did at the end of the season with his pass catching ability, mm-hmm. which they really brought him out. I know they said they want to bring him out, but like looking at his pass protection numbers and what he was doing on third down, they were not good last year. Right. And they got to protect Joe Mixon. So if he's not going to be in there as much on third down, and I, I want, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that yet. A hundred percent. Cause he, his pass his pass blocking was just not that good. Sure. Uh, last year. And that's somewhat of a concern. It, there's listen, there's a reason in the Super Bowl when they were making that final two minute push, and people were like, right. "Why isn't Joe Mixon on the field?" Is Samaj P. Ryan? It's because Joe Mixon pass can't protection. pass protect. Right. Well, we say the same thing about these rookies coming out, right? Can they pass protect? It's when we're watching right. film, can we do that? Because if they don't, they can't beat on third downs. Hurts their opportunity to score points. Hurts their PPR ability, right? PPR ability all comes back mm-hmm. to these running backs. So if that if that could hurt Joe Mixon, there's just other running backs here that you'll see my list ahead of them that are all in position to do just that. The dominant uh, pass catching ability. And there should be a lot more open for Joe Mixon. He finished his running back four last year. If right. he finishes running back four again, I'm not surprised. But that was my number number one concern with Joe Mixon to move him down to number eleven. Yeah, I have him I have him up here at five. And and part of it you mentioned he, he was running back four last year, uh, and even on a points-per-game basis, he was better than number three, who was Najee Harris last year, because uh, he did miss one game. Uh, when you're able to, to put up those kind of numbers on an ascending team, and they already didn't use him a ton on third down last year. They Correct. used him some. So I don't think the role for him changes at all this year. I think it's the exact same role where he's out there. Sometimes he will get some pass attempts or pass receptions, but it's not going to be a ton. We're talking 30, you know, maybe at the most 40, but he's not going to be in the 60s, 70s, 80s, like some of these other guys will. Uh, But they do so much on the ground. They, they like running the football and that offensive line, I think that's the big thing for me. Those holes he was talking about in camp, he's like, I've never seen holes like this. Like, I've never seen holes like this. So if now, you know, those two-yard gains are turning into three- and four-yard gains, and, you know, we're, we're just we're seeing the trickle effect, I just can't see him falling outside of the top five or six guys for me uh, with the with basically the same role, just better pieces. And I'm just wondering if they're going to throw the ball a little bit more this year. Like, I wonder if they're going to, like, let Joe Burrow take a step forward. I mean – with how good Jamar Chase looked last year, for how good he's Fantastic. looked in camp right now, yep. like you should throw the football more. So again, throwing the football more, third down, like Joe, just I have him as my running back eleven. And it, honestly, for most of these guys, any of these guys finishing a top, like where do you have them at number? I have them at five. Yeah. So if any my from eleven to five, there's no huge discrepancy there. Yeah. Like, like I like him. He's a running back. One that, of my that guys. is, and I think that was part of the reason that this made it so difficult for me because you're right. My number eleven running back. Basically, to my number three running back in Dalvin Cook, it's surprising how little difference there is. Yeah. There, there is a difference, 
but there's not a huge difference. Like there's a tier of the top two guys and there's a tier of about eight guys. And then there's like that next tier as well. And, and to be a running back one, you have to remember there's only 12 of these. There's only 12 wide receiver ones. That's it. There's 12. Mm-hmm. That is it. There's 12 running back ones. And the difference could be, be six points. 20 points, right? It's a catch per game almost is what you're talking about, a differential between these guys. So you have to nitpick. Mm-hmm. So my nitpick with Joe Mixon is simply his third down pass protection. Sure. That's it. It's a concern. It's a red flag. It's something I had to be slightly worried about. Like I'm trying, like same thing with, uh, you know, so, like DeAndre Swift. Like I'm worried about DeAndre Swift running between the tackles. Like he's not very efficient, right? Like he's not a big, powerful running back. He's bigger sure. than uh, some of these other guys, but he's, he's just bigger not, than Eckler, but yeah. he's not as efficient, but his pass catching ability propels him much higher. Cause if he catches 70 footballs for 800 yards or close to a 950 yards, somewhere around there, he's a running back one. He's a high end running back one. Right. right. So you have to nitpick, right? Like for sure. You have to nitpick sure. to be in the top 12 because it's so close anyways to find these guys. So I have I have Dalvin Najee Harris right after Dalvin Cook. So I have Dalvin Cook. Uh, I had Derrick Henry at four. Let's mm-hmm. start there because we both know. yeah we both had him at four. I don't know that there's a ton to go over with with Derrick Henry. He's same offense that he he was in last year with Arthur Smith. Uh, coming off that injury, which which was a significant injury, uh, missed some time, but he did make it back for the playoff game. Didn't quite look like himself, but he was he was probably rushing back to to get in there. Aging running back, but the thing is, you know, when we're looking at this from a redraft perspective. This team lost its second best offensive weapon in AJ Brown this year. So far, very mixed reviews on Traylon Burks. Uh, you know, so I don't think they're going to be counting on him a ton early. So it's basically you have the only established receiving threat at this point. Kyle Robert, Phillips is Kyle Phillips. That's right. Uh, you know, Robert Woods. Robert Woods is the only established one, and even he isn't established with Ryan Tannehill. He's new to this team. Mm-hmm. So just all of the newness, all of that, I, I don't see, especially in the first eight games or so of the season, how Derrick Henry doesn't feast. Now, will that normalize and, and and come back to earth a little bit the second half of the year? Probably as as Burks gets into it and Phillips gets into it and you know Woods builds a r- r- rapport with uh, Tannehill. But leading up to that, I don't see how they don't just give Derrick Henry 20 to 25 carries every single game and just let him just run the rock. Yeah, I mean, a, a player that's going to dominate the run game, I mean, his numbers are still sick. He was running back 22 overall. He's a top, he's a running back two. He only played eight games mm-hmm. last year. He was number one in average points per game at 24.1. Uh, and yeah, like, yeah, his uh, his yards per carry was down a little bit, down to 4.28 last year, but his, his receptions are up. Right, like mm-hmm. this was a guy who was on pace for like thirty nine catches last year, which is for Derrick Henry phenomenal. So with his rushing ability, being a true three down back, I'm worried about Derrick Henry because he's he's about to hit that fifteen hundred carry threshold about one game into the season. Mm-hmm. He's coming off a, a foot surgery, right? Um, and he's going to be used a ton here, so he's probably more prone to injury because once these guys start getting injured, it's hard for them to stop. Definitely a running back of his stature, but. Assuming he's healthy, I'm not gonna predict he's gonna get healthy because I I, I would be really worried about Derrick Henry getting hurt again for how much they're gonna use him. But Baron Barn being healthy, like running back forward, it's like is that 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 could be too low. It could be, and especially because last year uh, he was actually being used more in the receiving game than he had in previous Ever. years. Yeah. You know, he had he had 19 receptions in 2020. He had 18 through those eight games. Yeah. So still not eye-popping numbers by any stretch of the imagination. But if he's doubling his reception totals from, you know, 
seasons where he was rushing for 2,000 yards, if he's doubling those reception totals, and I don't see any reason why he wouldn't, if anything, you'd argue he might even get a few more passing looks with the less established options here. It could be a monster season for Derrick Henry. I will say from a dynasty perspective, I do look at that Derrick Henry as a hard sell. Like a oh, very absolutely. hard sell. You absolutely. Know, at, at being the, any running back over carry threshold. 26. Uh, that, I mean, not all of them. I mean, is Austin Eckler a hard sell? For me. Really? Yeah. He's a, he's a sell. To me, he's not a hard sell. I, I really do worry about that that regression once with Isaiah Spiller. I really do worry about that on the so, ground. But he has a PPR back. Like he, does. Lean that's, he does. That's what you, you can lean on that, right? You, like can. You'd be, you can. You could be a mid-range running back, too, on that and still hold a good value. Now, For sure. Austin Eckler's value is way, worth way more than that, but still. Right. Um, Derrick Henry, once he loses his rushing ability, it's, it's sayonara, senorita. For sure. You know? For sure. Um, I had Derek Delvin Cook at number five. We, we talked, talked about, about him, that. Yeah. I had Nasha here at six. Where did you have him on your overall top 12 list? So it seemed like I neglected him because I didn't have him in the top six. I have him at seven. Okay, so, then so we're, I, we're still really close. We're, we're still extremely, extremely close. I think you know the, the main worry for, for Najee Harris is that offensive line. Uh, right now, PFF has it ranked as the 30th offensive line coming into the season. Uh, as far as money they've invested into the offensive line, it is the lowest amount of money out of any NFL team that has invested in their offensive line for the season. 12.1 million. It's, it's sad. It's sad how little... They've, they've put into this offensive line. You have a rookie quarterback. You that I mean, we'll see if he ends up being the starter. He's played well. Um, so good. You know, but it could easily still be Mitch Trubisky. But either way. But it's not like Big Ben's out there lighting the world fire, fire last year anyways. Big Ben was a, was a benefit, though, to Najee Harris because he was checking it down so much. We'll see if these guys are, are willing to do that. Typically, the young quarterbacks like to run, like to chuck it downfield, you know, things like that. So we'll see. It's typically these these more, you know, the Matt Ryans, the yeah. Drew Breeses, the Tom Brady's that that tend to check it down a little bit more. And and that's what, exactly what Roethlisberger did last year. And, and Najee led the league in, in receptions uh, from the running back position. So that would be my only... Najee led the league in receptions last year mm -hmm. at the running back position really yep i didn't know i thought it was jd mckissick nope he had he was either it was either the most receptions or the most targets it was one of the two okay. jerry, jerry could you look at that real quick while we're while we're talking about yeah he, I mean, he finished his season as running back three so the, the, they had to be there i know he was super efficient in his numbers and his metrics uh number eight overall on an average per game he averaged 17.7 points per game mm -hmm. uh the offensive line is terrible which does hurt him a little bit here too but he he's a true three down runner. Najee back. was first with seventy four. Eckler was two seventy. Fournette was three with sixty nine. So I'm a so year. I'm probably a year behind. Swift is sixty two with four. Yeah. Oh, so Najee led it in targets. Yep. Nice. Yep. So he he was he was loved there. So that that's yeah. the thing that I do worry about is that if that regresses to the mean at all, you know, how much does that hurt him? But we we do expect him to do a lot on the ground. He, you're right. He's a three down back and. Touches are king. And I think McKissick I think, was second in 2020. 2020, that's, that's what it was. That makes sense. And then, you know, if they do bring in Kenny Pickett at some point. If it is Mitch Trubisky, they're still going to rely on this run game. For sure. Ton. I know they got some really good receivers. George Pickens looks like the next Hall of Famer. Uh, Deontay Johnson's got a really good contract. They have Claypool there. They have Pat Fryermuth, who's looked really good in the preseason as well. George Pickens looks like a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Next Andre Johnson. I think they already enshrined him, actually. Yeah, his gold jacket's already in, uh, getting shipped via UPS. So... <laughs> But Najee is going to be same thing. Ton of carries, a ton of carries, a ton of carries. I yep. think even this year they're going to rely on Najee Harris a ton, uh, and they're going to ride him right into the ground because they're going to need to. They have to rely on him for this offense to work. Definitely in the AFC North, it's going to be a ground and pound division. You once you get to winter time, so 
I like Najee Harris at six. I could see him finishing a little bit lower. Um, mm-hmm. Depends how the Steelers roll, but I think this is a lock, good. Lock for RB1, though. Lock. The touches are going to be king for him. He's yep. he's one that, again, he falls in that category of who are the running backs that don't come off the field? Yep. Because those people are automatically locked in as running back ones for me. Right. They get, they're getting the touches. So that's where Najee Harris falls off. So him finishing his running back three overall last year, it's not a slight, it's just a slight dip down right. uh, at him overall. And it's more of where he was points per game wise, you know, as opposed to overall. Yeah, averaging 23 touches per game, which is, it, you can't ask for much more than no. that. No. Right? Anything so, over 20, you're thrilled with. So we, we got our top six in. Right. There. And before we get to the rest, they're back. Oh, our friends. Season's back. The football season's back, so our friends are back. Our friends are back. Guess who it is? It's Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is... What's that? Nothing. (laughs) Prediction Strike is back. And, you know, we're talking about all of these running backs, guys, that we want to make sure that we get that share of, that player share. Well, you know what? Guess what? On Prediction Strike, we'll actually give you an opportunity to get a free player share that's right promo code dynasty over at prediction strike you will get a free share of a player look it's like the stock market over there you want to you want to buy low sell high find the right peak the right opportunity to get these players these young guns and look most of the guys we're talking about right now are already pretty expensive you know because they're expected to be rb1s i pulled uh i actually pulled like the top eight prices give me oh i want so, the price on samir white jonathan taylor is 11 11 dollars 56 cents cmc is 14 dollars 95 cents dalvin cook guys. dalvin cook's five dollars cents. no thanks derrick henry's 28 dollars and 16 cents oh sell that all day. oh yeah eckler's five dollars and 52 cents Najee's six dollars and 15 cents so there's some uh opportunity here there how is. much is samir white look that up all right, I'll look it up. I'll tell you what, you know, if you've you've been hearing us talk about prediction strike for over a year. Yep. And you know, so obviously they're sticking around as an advertising partner. You wanna know why? Because we crushed prediction strike because That's dynasty right. players have such a leg up they do. on these game on these players because they know because listen, the market stays pretty flat in the offseason because there's not a lot to adjust the price on, right? Right. And it's then just in news. season, we see their stocks grow so, and dive. And dynasty players have such an edge to make some really good coin here. Stocks move based on uh, how players hit their fantasy projections and how the um, the user base is buying and selling players. Uh, Zamir White's not available yet. He's not even available yet. Whoa. He's gonna come in so cheap, and there's such a clear path. So they just cut Kenyon Drake. I know. Uh, I saw that too. Who they literally gave like five million guarantee to, and then you know, that's why Mike, Matt liked him as a buy because they love the pass catcher running back, right. which is great for. Uh, I know they have Amir Abdullah, but it's great for Josh Jacobs owners. Yeah. But they're gonna use Josh Jacobs a little bit more in a third down role. Guess who's gonna get some more carries in between the tackles? I, I, Zamir White. I, I was surprised how much they actually use Zamir White in the receiving game, like in the preseason games yeah. too. Because that's not his like strong point, but he looked just fine doing it. Looked just fine doing it. So he, he's I a bought, player I'm uh, looking at, Zamir White. So a different sport. I bought like 15 shares of Evan Mobley at like four bucks. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Giannis is at like 62. So oh, jeez. What's it, what is he still at four right now, Mobley? Yeah, he's like 450. Oh, that's gonna be rising and rising. Oh yeah. All right, but that's that's our friends at Prediction Strike. Don't forget use promo code dynasty and you get that free share of a player yeah buy now right now like now's the time you want to find out good value because it's all going to start changing uh in season so there's players that you like especially these rookies where i mean as soon what, as they're available snatch them i would say second year players guys like rashad bateman sure uh elijah moore elijah moore um you know guys along those lines that have really good 
chance to grow the most, right? That's what you're yeah. looking for. Guys that are ready to take a big step forward. And then guys that are rookies that you'd like that you could buy for pennies on a dollar that would like, well, hey, they're, say they're like 85 cents. Easy to go up to $2.30. Right. Like you're, you're still making good money on Tripled your money. Almost. Elijah Moore is $8.98. Rashad Bateman's $3.69. Oh, Bateman's, yeah, a, so Bateman's a good buy. That's a yeah, real good buy. Yeah, holy cow. What's, a, what's Brees Hall at? I'm curious because... Uh, People are down on him after his uh, his last game. See, it doesn't look like they have. Year. They don't look. They, looks like they, they don't have any rookies, rookies in. I wonder um, when they put them in. Yeah, we'll have to ask. I'll, I'll reach out and ask. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. All right. Let's go. We're in running back number seven. Are you ready for my seven through seven through uh, nine? Nine. Yeah. Running back number seven overall, DeAndre Swift. Okay. Running back number eight overall, might be high for some people, but not for me. Saquon Barkley. Okay. Running back number nine, Aaron Jones. Okay, so we're not far off. So I mentioned already that I had Najee at seven, so that's not a surprise. Yep. And then I have DeAndre Swift, and then I have Saquon Barkley. Oh, look at us, twins in. So we're, we're in order. We're just one off, basically, because of me putting Joe Mixon up there. Where's Kamara? Uh, but we're, yeah, we're, we're going to have to talk about that. He doesn't make my top 12. He didn't make your top 12? Uh, oh, man, he made my top 12. I want, he's the player I try to find a way in. Aaron and Jones like, didn't make mine, though. I'll tell you why Aaron Jones made mine. I didn't want, I thought Aaron Jones wouldn't be in, but then I was looking at his numbers without Devontae Adams. If they're fantastic without Adams. Yeah. So they're again, PPR. PPR. But LaFleur is talking about one A, one A. I know, but that means I, I never want to hear a true split backfield. And that's what it's sounding like with, with him and AJ Dillon. It's just he averaged five catches a game without Devontae it's Adams. It's huge. And Aaron Rodgers needs somebody he could trust. He does. So I think there's a chance they may have him like one A, one I think he's saying one A, one B is like Anytime that AJ Dillon's on a field, Aaron Jones is still going to be on the field. It's it's definitely possible, and if that's the case, then then I think it's a clear path to being a top twelve. I guy. think I think Jones is going to get we'll his see carries. If they do actually use both simultaneously. We'll so that's we'll what we'll see. have to wait and see. I we'll think see. Jones will get we'll his see. carries about we'll ten carries a game. You know, 10, 9, 10, 11, 12 uh-huh. carries a game, and I think he will be on the field when uh, AJ Dillon is on the field at times. But even when he's not on the field, I still look at him as somebody who's going to come in and get those PPR points. I mean, this is somebody where when Deontay, Devontae Adams in the game, he was averaging about three and a half receptions per game. When Adams wasn't out, which wasn't a ton, um, I think it, I think it's going back, there's like seven games that Adams missed. He was he saw his usage go up to where instead of he was averaging, instead of about 15 touches per game, about 20 touches per game. Oof. Now, again, that that's it gets it comes down a little bit with A.J. Dillon, but where I liked the most was his three and a half receptions per game going up a, a little over five receptions per game. Yeah. That's so huge. PPR again with huge, it's a huge point here. Dude. Aaron Rodgers likes people that he could trust. It's Aaron Jones. I got to interrupt you, but Michael Pittman's $2 and 50 cents. What? $2 and 50 cents on prediction strike. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to go buy use it. promo code dynasty and put a hundred dollars in a hundred every dollar on Michael Pittman. And that's gonna be worth $10. I was going say, I don't see how that doesn't triple five quadruple times your money. Like that's the easiest bet I have ever heard ever. $2 for Michael Pittman. Two fifty. You said cents, dude, yeah. promo code dynasty deposit a hundred dollars. If you, if you have too much money for you deposit $20, and you're going to be up $100, and then next year we'll find another guy to get you yeah. to get up on it. And look, and if at that point you're not subscribed to the Nerd Herd, we just made you the money to describe, to subscribe to the Nerd Herd. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then if yeah, if that hits, subscribe for the yeah, yearly that, Now you have free money and, and become a Nerd Herd member. Yo, that's a great find, Jared. Oof. 
Yes. Wow. Get down there. Find some more good value. I'm on here. Just, I'm, you know, You're I'm all scouring. Kind of stuff. Scouring. Yeah. I love it. I so, absolutely love it. So with Aaron Jones, I have my running back nine. He didn't make your top 12. It's just hard for me he, to see. He's at 13. So he's he's literally one. one I think spot. he's just falling that, that range of about 65 to 75 catches. Mm-hmm. And I think he's at the top of 700 yard mark this year. We're real curious how this passing game is going to pan out. You know, Romeo Dubs has looked great. Christian Watson mm-hmm. uh, had just came back to camp. He looked good, apparently, is what the reports that's, that's are. That's what they're saying, yeah. Uh, they have Sammy Watkins there. They have Alan Lazard there. Bobby Tunyon is still a little banged up. We don't know he's going to start the season. Right. I think they're, I think Aaron Jones is – Aaron Rodgers has come out and said, hey, we need the best 11 players on offense out there. For and sure. right now, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones are two of those best players. I think he's going to want Aaron Jones out there for his pass catching ability. I think Aaron Jones is going to strive this year in his pass catching ability. He's somebody, when I first looked at all these running backs, he was like an easy out for me. Mm-hmm. Only because of, like you said, the A.J. Dillon news. Right. Like, it was like, okay, I don't want to split uh, split backfield. But there's just too much data here to say how well he does when Adams isn't playing. How how viable he is in the passing game. How much he's been talked up by the coaching staff and by Aaron Rodgers in particular. Right. And not just his rushing ability, but his pass catching ability. So if he's going to get about 10, 11 carries per game, mm-hmm. average about four yard, yards of carrying, give me about 40 to 50 yards per game in the ground game, but then give me those five receptions for another 50 yards and give me about 16, 17 points per game. Yeah. He averaged, he was running back number 11 overall last year. He averaged 15.3 points per game, which is the 13th best. So to me, being number 11 last year, right around here at nine, maybe I have him a little too high at nine, possibly, but I still see him finish as a running back one strictly on his receiving ability alone. Yeah, no, I I can definitely see that. I might be too high. I, I might have, I should, I should probably should have him 11 where he finished last year. So, right. Um, and I can definitely see that in the realm of possibility. And that's why I've, I had such a hard time with the end of this list because there's a lot of really good players that could and probably should be included in this mix. Uh, I do worry about AJ Dillon. I mentioned that already, uh, but specifically around the goal line. We, we saw two years ago, Aaron Jones, you know, led the team in goal line touches. Then it flipped last year, not by much. Uh, it went from 33 attempts for Aaron Jones uh, inside the 20 uh, and 41 for AJ Dillon. If that trend continues though, and we start to see that become 55 to 20 you know or something like that that is something that worries me a little bit is you know how many rushing touchdowns are we going to see from aaron jones are we going to see that number you know start to slowly creep back uh are we going to see him not out there on some of those those plays so that's the only thing that really kind of pulled it back for me but you're right on pass catching alone if he does get that 10 to 20 percent boost on targets in receiving game that could make up for it and put him right back at you know, running back 11 to where we saw him before. And, and touchdown regression so hard it is. to predict, right? And that's why I'm looking for opportunities in there. Mm-hmm. It tells you you have the best chance, but it's still, it, it is still if, fluky. Your argument why he won't and why you'd want to squeeze somebody else in is very, it's a very viable argument, right? Yeah. Like I've already second guessed my nine, so I should have said I should have had him 11, you know? Um, but I think, again, I just go back to that, what I said about the receiving ability. So, but but ahead of him, we both had uh, DeAndre Swift and Saquon Barkley. Yep, Swift, you know he's a dynasty darling, right? Last Love year him. finished his running back fifteen, played fifteen games, averaged sixteen point one, good for number ten overall. And somebody who is last year saw about seventeen touches per game, uh, 
was averaging about six catches per game as well. That's where he shines. DeAndre Swift in the open field is about as electric as it gets when it comes to running backs in the NFL. He's dynamic. Mm-hmm. He's He might as well be DeAndre Shifty because he's so <laughs> good in the open field. And him catching the football, that's where his bread and butter is going to become. He's like the new Austin Eckler. Yeah. He's a younger version of Austin Eckler, He's like, but more dynamic uh, in the open field. I mean, his running back coach is talking about 1,000 and 1,000, yeah. you know, which is not something we see very often. That's like hollowed ground yes. to be able to do both. That's running back but one overall. Exactly. The The last time we saw it, didn't David Johnson do it? David Johnson, his like one season yeah. that was amazing. I uh, think, I believe he was 1,000 and 1,000. If not, he was, he was really darn close yeah. if he wasn't. Uh, he, he could absolutely be a guy that could get to that point. And we're talking about PFF having this as, I believe it, let me double check, but I believe they have them ranked as the top offensive line. line. If not, it's uh, it's it's in the top five. I know it that It shows for sure. because even the preseason, like anybody who touches the ball for them. Number three. They Number three. look pretty good yeah. because the, the offensive line is just opening these holes for them. Their offensive line is fantastic. They're going to have a healthy TJ Hawkinson. They're going to have a uh, second-year Ahmad Rod St. Brown. They bring in a guy like TJ Shark. They have mm-hmm. Josh Reynolds there. Uh, another year in the offense for Jared Goff, who should help dump off the ball a ton. For sure. And, too. and like you mentioned, the, the, they don't have a lot of dynamic weapons in the passing game. And the, the coaches have to say, hey, you are a star player in this team. You need to touch the ball. You're up for 1,000, 1,000. They're going to put DeAndre Swift in every possible position to succeed. I think this team is going to, this offense is going to rely on DeAndre Swift. I think DeAndre Swift, even though I have number seven, can finish as high as number three, number two, would not shock me. I'm real, I'm real curious how he does in between the tackles, how many touches are going to get, because obviously they have Jamal Williams, they like him there as Mm -hmm. well. DeAndre Swift's Russian metrics aren't as exciting uh, as Chelsea's running backs. Probably the least exciting of all top 12 running backs I have here. Probably uh, amongst running backs here. But if he can get close to, if he can get 800 rushing yards and then get all, listen, just get me to a thousand receiving yards. And I don't care what you do in between the tackles. Even if you're a running back one, even if you just hit 750 and 750, 1500 total all purpose yards. Thrilled. Running back five. Yeah. Thrilled. That'll be right, great. We're right there. Yep. And, and, that, and, he, and that's the position he's in. He's, he's not a, a three down running back but he's most likely the focal point of this offense. Yep, I agree. So that equals fantasy football production. And going back to the next guy as well, Saquon Barkley. You know, Saquon Barkley has been one of those dynamic uh, names to come out. You know, his rookie year comes out, he's running back number one overall. He's a star. I think the biggest thing, we talk about as many times with Saquon Barkley, is you have to remember where he shines. Like He's not the most dynamic runner. Behind the line of scrimmage, he's good. pretty. He's pretty good. He's good. He's not the most dynamic, but he's pretty good. How do you he, define dynamic? Um, creates on his own a ton, right? Like even with a bad offensive line, he, right. he, he doesn't create a lot on his own. There, his his yards per carry uh, last year he averaged what was it? Uh, last year was a weird year. He was recovering from the injury. Didn't mean to throw you off. The, I was just curious. Go, no, like, continue. A, a dynamic running back is. Who to me is somebody who's dynamic is going to be somebody who strives in that like that like DeAndre Swift's dynamic in in an in open field mm-hmm. right. I think Saquon's pretty dynamic by that definition, in my opinion. But well, just in open field, in. yes. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. No, what I was saying is where he strives is that the like his field. passing game yeah, in the open field thrives there. Yeah, yeah. I think he's dynamic there. I was saying he's not dynamic like 
behind the line of scrimmage. And not sure. all that his fault. The offensive okay. line is so bad. Gotcha. It's been so atrocious. He yeah. has had a chance to his rookie year. He was great. But I think where he shines is in that passing game. It, right. He, he feels like the definition of the, the Michael Scott gif of like, no doubt about it. I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> like, like that's, he feels like the embodiment of that, that moment from the office, because you mentioned all of the positives from his rookie year and what he can do in the open field. But most fantasy managers, especially redraft people, and that's kind of, you know, we're talking more redraft here, have had three straight seasons of being disappointed. But what could be is, no, I mean, we've he's proven he can be the number one overall guy. And this is the best offense that he's been in with the best offensive mind, with the best offensive line since, since he's been in the league. So every opportunity, everything is pointing to him being successful. And honestly, Everything we've heard from camps is saying that he looks like Saquon Barkley again. And if he looks like it and he can play anywhere close to it, nine is too low. You know, if he's anywhere close to who, who he was as a rookie, nine is too low. And it's so far out again. So when, when Jared says what defines dynamic, right? Like when you look at some of the metrics on Saquon Barkley, it's his, it's his, uh, uh, you know, attempts per broken tackle. It's his uh, yards after contact, things along those lines. Like he's at the bottom of the list amongst eligible running backs, Mm -hmm. the bottom of the list, not last year, not the middle, the bottom of the list. And that's fine. His rookie year was much different. He's still young and the offensive line's not that much improved, right? It's better. It's better. It's not that much improved. And, the weapons they, around they him. use a first round pick on an offensive lineman. Typically, that Andrew Thomas is, he looked better the second well, half. Well, no, no, the, this year they they use one. Andrew Thomas was last year, two years ago, two years ago. Yeah. So, I like Saquon. I have him as my number eight overall running back. Mm-hmm. But when I look at him, when I said he's not as dynamic, Evan Neal. I was trying to I think want, who it was. There Evan you go. From that's Alabama. right. Where he strives is is he's so dynamic in the passing game, and that's where his bread and butter is for in sure. uh, fantasy football for me right now. So that's where I put him into this number eight overall because I think he will strive there. I think he will score a ton of football points. If he can get back to where he was his rookie year, of course, he was running back one overall. That's like saying, you know, if Derrick Henry doesn't get hurt and he gets going, he's running back one. Sure. There's a clear, run, Dalvin, there's a clear path for a lot of these guys to be the running back number one overall. So I like Saquon a ton. Uh, one of the most premier running backs to come out in a long time. Yeah. Injury bugs have killed him. Uh, his team has killed him. But I love him in a passing game. Yeah. So, you know, right now, again, coming off the ACL. But he had a lot of time. I mean, he played in 14 games last year. So it wasn't like mm-hmm. he had time to re- recoup. And when you, you look at some of these numbers when he was, you, again, his broken tackles, his, his yards after contact, just being just not there. So a dynamic running back would create on his own with those opportunities. He would break some of those tackles. He'd make players miss. Yeah. And that's fine. Oh, he's coming to the ACL. Guess what? We see running backs every single year come up ACL injuries. Sure. And for me, Saquon's got to take a step forward this year. I believe he will. That's I think the reason I have as my number eight running back overall. Yep. And you I'm have a number... Number nine. So, so we're, we're just one there. spot off basically with all those because I had mix and higher. So that's that's the only difference. So Yeah, Jared, suck it. You suck it. <laughs> all right. Prediction strike. We'll have rookies in tomorrow, which oh. tomorrow is Wednesday at noon. Which is basically when you per, guys are listening to this. For Devin. So Ooh. they're probably already in. Get in there and start buying those oh my gosh. and stuff. Ugh. 
I like I like, I like throwing nickels and dimes at all yeah, the like, might Al- as well. A lot of the rookies. Like Alec Pierce. I'm over here Samir with my White. credit card out here. <laughs> he's, he's ready. <laughs> Depositing. Yeah, money. dude, get all those Michael Pimmons shirts. Be I rich. know, man. There's, oh, this is so funny. All right, ready for the home stretcher? Last three running backs. This is going to be the most telling of all of them. 10, 11, 12. 10, 11, 12. This is where you get a little risky. risky you want to go first? for the bisky. Go ahead. You want me to go first? I want you to go first because because I want you to go first. Tell us, Richard. Number 10, Leonard Fournette. Okay. Number 11, Joe Mixon. We yeah. already talked about him. We already him. talked about him. The guy had to get in at number 12. Great. No. Ezekiel Elliott. I knew it was Zeke. And I wanted to get Zeke in. You guys both don't have Brees in your top 12. I don't. I actually have him at 17. Okay. Uh, and I don't. I've seen a lot of people saying he's an RB1. I, Michael Carter is pretty good, too. There's a there's a path for it. You love Michael Carter. <laughs> he does love good. Michael Carter. Yeah. Uh, good. There, there's definitely a path for it. Good. And we see yeah. it happen. A, yards after contact with Michael Carter. He's good. To the moon. Garrett, you can't talk. I'm not allowed to talk? No. Okay. So, but, Jared, what do you think about Michael Carter? He's good. Yeah. He's good. He's he catches fine. passes. He's I fine. like that. He's meh. I like Bruce Hallmore. There was a there was a running back. Garrett, at, what were you going to say? There was a running back at UNC that was much better. Oh, God. <laughs> Which is my number 12 guy on the list. So number 10 for me, Alvin Kamara. Number 11, which I was I was surprised. I want to hear about Alvin Kamara, why you didn't have him in. Uh, number 11, Leonard Fournette, Uncle Lenny, catching passes. And then number 12, Javante Williams. Oh, God. I want to get, I mean, I saw a path for Javante get in there, but just not over. Like Here's why. Easy. So I'll, I'll start with number 12 because I know this is, the most hot takey, even though consensus has him at like 15. So it's not like I'm that far above. That's consensus. where I'd have him right around 15. Yeah. He, consensus wise. He was I, would around prefer, I would prefer, I'd, I'd have Nick Chubb higher than Javante Williams. Yeah. And, and I could, I can see that the, what sold it for me is I had Aaron Jones at 12. <laughs> I had Aaron Jones at 12 and I had Javante Williams at 13. And I'm looking at both of these guys. And if we're saying that Aaron Jones, that is going to be sharing time is going to be a top 12 guy. Why can't Javante, who I think is a a little bit better runner as far as like a a true running back. I think he's actually one of the best in the league as far as a pure runner, physical guy and an offense that is supposed to be very explosive with Russell Wilson there. And the reports that we're hearing is even Melvin Gordon is saying they want Vante to be the guy. They want Javante to be the main guy here. If Melvin Gordon was this massive, massive, massive part of their, their plan, they would have prioritized him in free agency. He he ended up not getting signed for a while. So I look, there is a little bit of, of of homerism, a little bit of, you know, he's one of my guys that I love in this, but in that good of an offense with his ability, what we saw last year, if he can get 60, 65, 70, somewhere in there, uh, percent of the touches out of the backfield, I think his talent and the improved offense with a much better quarterback and Russell Wilson can put him in the top 12. First in NFL in broken yards after, uh, or in broken tackles um, per carry, Javante Williams last year. So he, he, I just worry a little bit more about Russell Wilson and throwing the ball a little bit more there this mm-hmm. year. And I do worry about Melvin Gordon just enough to put Javante Williams right around like 15 for me. Sure. Like, and and I, I have no issue with that at all. Easily be a running back one, two there. Mm-hmm. I, it, this is no Javante Williams hate. Whatsoever, it's just no. some people think that the carry loads will be sixty forty. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be that high. I think it's okay. going to be a little bit less. Personally, I think they're going to throw the football a little bit more too. So it's to be a, a little. I, bit I'm le- curious less. to see how they use him in the passing because that could be huge as well. Yeah, uh, with how much 
these teams in the AFC West are going to be passing. If he's used you know, on those passing downs late in games, things like that, he could be, I mean, he could crush as far as total touches go. So that could end up being really telling is who's in there on a lot of those third down, who's in there on a lot of those passing down plays. Is it him? Is it Melvin Gordon? Both are capable. Um, Javante actually had more receiving uh, yards at UNC than Michael Carter, who was a fantastic yeah. pass catcher. So we know he's capable. It'll be interesting to see how they're utilized. When it came down to Williams for me, it was just usage. So again, fair. Same reason for the exact same reason. I didn't have Nick Chubb right in the top twelve. Right. Javante and I would have had Nick Chubb but, out of Javante but why, Williams. Why Kamara? I was shocked because you're you're on board the Kamara train. Typically, you know he's he's been incredibly consistent. Yes, he's he's you've labeled him this this generation's Lashawn McCoy. What what did it for you? A um, couple things that did it for me with Kamara. If he's if, again, he finishes. I had him at like thirteen. Okay, okay, so he's he just missed. I, I got it was it was Zeke and Kamara right there. Right. Uh, I couldn't find a path for Nick Chubb in there. Um, you know, I thought about getting freaky with like Travis Etienne, possibly because it being so explosive. Oh, see, um, I have Etienne way far down, which makes sense. Elijah Mitchell was somebody who I actually considered as okay. well, but I mean, the nuts and bolts of it. It was Zeke, and it was Alvin Kamara. Like those were the two I was down to. And look at some of the numbers of like. Every time Alvin Kamara's on a field with uh, Mark Ingram, when they're both playing the same team, like his touches are down a couple touches per game. Uh, Jameis Winston being there a little bit more, uh, bigger arm. Michael Thomas being back, having Jarvis Landry, and then drafting Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're going to throw the fall ball a little bit more, too, and spread the wealth a little bit more. It kind of makes me a little bit worried about all the uh, receptions there for, for me. There's just enough there. Look at the metrics here with him, with Mark Ingram. Looking who who they bring in, having a healthy Michael Thomas who they haven't had there in two years, which again that never hurt Alvin Kamara any year he's been in the NFL. Sure. He's always been a running back one. Uh, this would be the first year that Kamara's never not been a running back one as well. Right. This happens, but bringing in Alave, um, having Jarvis Landry who like who can keep a lot of things short and sweet as well, who's a dynamic route runner, was just enough for me to say. For everything I'm worried about Kamara, I'm not worried about Zeke, right? Like, again, Mark Ingram's probably going to get more of those in-between-the-tackles rushes than Alvin Kamara. So he's on reliance passing game. I think some of those opportunities will be down slightly. Any kind of slight down opportunity, to me, is going to be enough to be Mm -hmm. uh, a bump out to, again, running back 13. Where I had Zeke Elliott there, and the reason I have Zeke Elliott there is strictly because... One, he is a between-tackles runner. Mm-hmm. He is a three-down running back. He is somebody that, that, again, finishes a running back one every single year. Was running back number seven overall last year. On a, on a per-game basis, number 15, but he's 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 always healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very pile viable in the passing game. I know he's easy to push aside because everybody loves t- Tony Pollard for how, how, how dynamic he is. The owner's coming out and saying, hey, this offense has got to go through Zeke, right? The owner's saying this. They're paying Zeke a ton of money. Right. Like Jerry Jones doesn't. Jerry Jones, is one of those owners, he doesn't want to look stupid, right? right? Everybody talks about how stupid Jerry Jones was for giving Zeke this contract. He doesn't want to look stupid. Zeke Elliott is Dak Prescott's best friend. Zeke Elliott's very viable in the passing game. Uh, we saw last year he was he started a game that. The uh, season off pretty hot. He had some really good games out there. Uh, he's supposed to be in some of the best shape he's been in a while. Uh, he, we've seen tons of video of him looking pretty dynamic. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought having Zeke at twelve was it's where I had to get him because like as he could easily finish higher than this again. Right. 
He catches the football. He runs the football well. He's on an offense that just lost James Washington. Uh, they don't have Michael Gallup to start. So we're looking at you know the number two outside of the tight end, Dalton Schultz, and then obviously you have CeeDee Lamb there, is being a rookie almost in Jalen Tolbert. Who do you think Dak's going to look at probably more to? His best friend, a reliable source mm-hmm. he's been in a field with his entire career, and a guy like Zeke Elliott or Jalen Tolbert. I think Zeke Elliott's passing numbers, his receiving numbers, have a chance to elevate and match some of the best receiving numbers he's had his entire career, which then if that does happen, would boost him from number running back 12, probably up to running back five, running back four overall if that happens. Mm-hmm. He'll get, the, ta- he'll get the, the amount of touches he needs. Uh, in between the tackles. He's on a dynamic offense. He still has a really good offensive line. It's not the number one offensive line we've known them to have, but they're probably still top 10 in the NFL. So there's just too much of a clear path for me Mm -hmm. with Zeke Elliott that he does not finish as running back one, where Alvin Kamara has a little bit of red flags. Like If I want to switch out Aaron Jones and Alvin Kamara, I'm okay doing that and Mm -hmm. push him down. But to me, I do not see a... I see zero path of a healthy Zeke Elliott not doing what he always does. And again, finishing the year as running back one. There's no way I can keep him out for the situation he's in. Yeah. And and I think that there's a very real path. I actually even, even talked about it in one of one of my videos of guys that are currently being drafted as running back twos that could finish as RB ones. And he was one of the ones on the list for me. So very real possibility. Uh, Alvin Kamara is in the same boat, though. I mean, he's literally done it every single year, so it's true for both of these players. Um, the 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 oddity about Alvin Kamara, and the reason I think he could bounce back, is he actually saw a career low in targets last year by by a decent amount. If if one were to assume that normalizes, if one were to assume that he gets back to his his kind of traditional. Uh, targets where you know he's hovering close to 100 targets he's only at 67 last year if he gets back into that 90 or even near 100 i think he'll easily end up as an rb1 once again because similar to eckler similar to swift similar to all these guys that's where his bread is buttered that is where he thrives as in that receiving game he's actually a very meh running back between yeah. the tackles. I mean, how many times have you heard me say the show? Is Alvin Kamara the best running back in the NFL? No, but he's in a perfect system. He strives. And you're right. Even last year on a mad team, he was running back eight overall. Right, right. So I, I think I think he ends up getting in. Um, but, but this is why I said I had such a difficult time because I have on the outside looking in right now, uh, I have Ezekiel Elliott. Well, in order, I have Aaron Judd or Jones. Aaron Judge is very good too, though. Mm. Um, you know, he, he could probably be good. He's dynamic. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Nick Chubb, James Connor, Brees Hall, JK Dobbins. Like there's six guys right there. I just gave you any of those guys could end up being the number 11, 12 running back. And it wouldn't shock me in the least. So it's a very, you know, as much as we talk about, there's only 12 RB ones and and that is a hundred percent true. And having one is so valuable. The point difference, I think this year between running backs, 18, 19 and running back 10, I don't think is going to be that. And there's guys you even mentioned, guys like J.K. Dobbins. Elijah, he, was, he was the last one I okay. said Dobbins. Elijah but. Mitchell, yep. right? Like, clear opportunity. And just, and let's, and before you get your panties up in a bunch, mm-hmm. let me give you the top 12 running backs in PPR last year. Okay. And what if we sat down and gave you this list? You'd be like, oh, these nerds are a bunch Idiots. of nerds. In order, are you ready? That's All how right. we'll close out the show. Running backs 1 through 12 in PPR leagues last year. Jonathan Taylor. Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, 
Joe Mixon, James Conner. Okay, first four made sense. James Conner was, I remember, a big surprise last Leonard year. Leonard Fournette. Okay. Zeke Elliott. Alvin Kamara. Cordero Patterson. Antonio Gibson. Aaron Jones. Josh Jacobs. You never know. You never know. The so. year before, we had David Montgomery and James Robinson in there. Like, I mean, you truly never know. You're right. It is a war of nutrition. Uh, if these guys can stay healthy, they'll. You know, most of these guys That's that we talked key. about have have the the ability and the supposed, you know, the assumed workload to be top twelve guys. But can they stay healthy? Yeah. Mike Davis, Cream Hunt, Nick Chubb, James Robinson, David Montgomery, running backs that made the list prior to that year that yep. weren't on that list before. Everybody else made it. Guys like Josh Jacobs and what so. Yeah, it's, uh, you, you never know because it is. Who stays healthy? Who gets the touches? If you're a running back and you're healthy all 17 games and you average, we saw Mike Davis do it two yeah. years ago. Average the 15 most, touches a the game. The most average running back you could possibly find but played all the games was running back 12. Yep. It's that simple. So how about we talk about some uh, quarterbacks? Let's do it. Adios. Amigos. <laughs>